Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. Previously on Set Condition One. How bad does a site have to be to be worse than Sad Geezer? Answer, as bad as whatever the fuck site you're on now. Subs mm. like scripts. Subs like scripts. They do. <laughs> It feels like an innuendo. It, mm-hmm. In whose endo, am I right? Hey! Yo, action stations! Ha! Well, we we got to sync. Oh. Yeah. God. Just like, just like our podcast ratings. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great. There's no ratings. Wait, there is a rating system. It's just not like the NSRB. Three, two, one. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. Repeat. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. Many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations, action stations. Set condition one throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition One, a Night Shift Radio Original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. Uh, I'm trying to tune in the radio. Can you be quiet? <laughs> A little bit of Sandra in yeah. the sun. Little bit of <laughs> we were trying to come long. up with what the funniest song he could be trying to tune in was, and Mambo Number Five was the I, clear winner. I think that's oh it. Oh my god, that would be great! And of course, the the other voice you're hearing is, as always, the president of the podcast in the Twelve Colonies, Andrea. I. We got some bad news about me this week, huh? <laughs> huh? Did not see it coming. Oh, there's there's some bombshells in this episode. And we're and... not talking about six, huh? Oh! Although, she is gonna. in the episode. That's true. And she does clock tie real good. Oh, well, yeah, she does. <laughs> Everybody gets a piece of tie. Mm. I love it. <laughs> it's just like... Uh, just... I, I feel like you hear... <laughs> Way off script for a moment, but you hear members of the Walking Dead cast as they like depart the show, talking about like the the rite of passage or whatever your your character being written off the show and like how you're going to die or whatnot. I feel like it must have been some form of rite of passage in Battlestar Galactica <laughs> to get a chance to hit Ty. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. I love you're that. reading through the script for this week. You're like, oh, I punched Ty this week. It's, yes, it's finally my time. <laughs> Poor Michael Hogan. Do you think they um, did total like like theater punches, or do you think they let him like actually clock him? Sixes looks pretty. <laughs> like I was like, oh shit. So. <laughs> hey, I, you can just like 
Go back. I think I think you almost had it. <laughs> I think it's a Cylon song. It's it's a song for it's Cylons. Uh, it's it's, uh, like it's a Bear McCreary. Oh. Bear McCreary composition. This like oh my god. Um, so we are here, of course, today talking about. Part one of the two-part season finale of season three of Battlestar Galactica in the 2004 sci-fi series. And uh, if you're you're not, it's called Crossroads, Crossroads part one. And if you're somehow not already familiar with the show at this point. um, Why are you listening to our podcast? (laughs) Why are you listening to our podcast and why did you choose this episode specifically? Uh, Please leave a comment below uh, (laughs) along with a rating (laughs) review. And Don't subscribe. forget to smash that subscribe uh-huh. button. <laughs> uh, but uh, assuming right. you're, you're you're up to speed on the show, you'll know that the the composing, the composition, the music is done by the the legendary Bear McCreary, uh, and he has done something really fascinating with this episode. You know, uh, where there's kind of a telltale heart sort of thing going mm. on, where there's music playing that some some folks can hear and some can't, and it's. It's, it's like it's gripping. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Cylon song, but you so, so? The, the, the Cylon song. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, I I recently learned hmm. uh, a fun bear McCreary fact Not that I think will an su- actual bear. God damn it! Was that really? <laughs> that was gonna be it. <laughs> Thank you for stealing my joke. No, I was stealing it. I thought you were gonna have something real to say. No, I was just gonna say he's not really a bear. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> do you want to do it again? No. The moment has passed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It'll be, it'll be fake and not genuine if now. If I'd known you were going to make a joke, I wouldn't have tried to steal it. I thought you were going to have. Can we just say, though, y'all, this is a big day for us. Is the so? next time, I mean, if you don't count the second half of this, so next week. But, like, our season three season finale is the last season finale we'll have where there is more show to be seen, kind of. Because we do have a movie and stuff, I think, right? But anyway. It's a well, big... the movie we'll actually watch before the end of season four. So what uh, what Andrew is referencing there is, uh, uh, as we did back in season two, when we discussed the feature-length film Razor, and we did a crossover episode with our... What is uh, this, a crossover episode? <laughs> hey! With our other podcasts on, on Night Shift Radio uh, Media Network. Never heard of it. Uh, we're going to do that again with the uh, feature film The Plan, about a little more than halfway through... Actually, about three quarters of the way through season four, we're going to come back with that episode. We'll do another uh, crossover event with, uh, we'll bring Michael back. But the reason we're waiting so long in the series from that is that the plan actually goes back and addresses the beginning of the show, but from the Cylon perspective. (gasps) Oh, I didn't, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. So uh, it fills in some additional stuff that like we will have context for by the time we, we talk about that movie that we don't have now, which is why we're, we're, we're going to say no more about that. That's exciting uh, for me. Though. The one thing I am going to say about that is I have not actually seen the plan. So I'm excited to see it for the first time. I don't remember if I have or not, because I, I didn't think that I'd seen Razor either. But then there were parts of it that were familiar when we watched it. So maybe I did at some point. Maybe I hunted it down. I don't mm. know. Uh, but yeah, Andrew, like you're right. We're we're almost done with season three, and we'll be we'll be diving right into the season four to take us through the end of 2021. Jesus. And uh, this will be this is the last uh, season finale that we're talking about. Where we we're going to be jumping right back in afterwards, so, as far as we know. We know, yeah, yeah, who knows what the future holds. Um, 
How wild would it be if there was a whole fifth season that we were hiding from you and we went to great lengths? (laughs) You wouldn't have to go to that great of lengths because I am, I've been so spoiler avoidant. I have not looked at an IMDb. Very proud of you. I have not. It's been difficult. Actually, the longer we get, the closer we get to the end, the easier it has been. Um, But it is pretty incredible how little has been revealed to me outside of, you know, the intended. It's also incredible that we've managed to go this far without like major spoilers, like just on accident. Yeah. yeah. Just in, in casual conversation, just dropping a thing and like, holy shit. As, I mean, um, as far as I know, there was that one time where Kitsy thought maybe you did Caleb, but otherwise mm-hmm. as far Which, as I know, you haven't really. Right. Yeah. No, as, as far as I know, we haven't. Um, so, the fleet is on the run still, of course, but there, it's been a, a while without contact from the silence, and they think that maybe maybe they're safe. They they got the, the refining ship back up and running. Everything is, has been smoothed over, we think, with the, the Union, and so, uh, you know, production is back. The ships are, are all refueled, and, you know, it's it's time to start heading back towards Earth, and Gata back has the towards Earth. Well, resume heading towards heading. Earth. Oh, okay. That may, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to jumping blindly around, uh, Gata feels that he's got the the course pretty well plotted out to within about ten to twelve jumps. Um, one of the ships, uh, the Greenleaf, I believe, uh, had an issue with its FTL drive, but that's uh, it's fixed. And uh, they're ready to jump again. And what they've been doing is leaving a, a raptor behind for six hours after each jump, just to make sure that the Cylons aren't following them. Um, Spoiler Adama, alert. <laughs> the Cylons are always following mm-hmm. them. Uh, Adama's a little uneasy about that. And this time around, he's, you know what? The, this feels a little too comfortable, a little too quiet. Uh, let's have them stay an additional six hours. And so they do. And... Um, it's racetrack, I think, and uh, one of one of her uh, fellow pilots, uh, men in the uh, the Raptor, and they wait. They wait their, their six hours. They wait their additional six hours, and they're just getting ready to jump in when, boom, five base ships just right on top of them. They they get out of there, of course, and safely. Uh, but so it's now been revealed the Cylons are in fact still following them. But how, like? Oh, I don't know. Could it be the fact that they have Cylons on board the Galactica? I, I'm still curious do as they? to why. Yes, they do. Well, they, at the very least, they know Six is there and they know That's true. Athena. They do have- Athena's there. But also, why? I still don't understand why they aren't more paranoid that everybody on board is a Cylon all the time. It makes it makes no sense to me at this point. It. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about that fairly recent, and it, it is strange that the that they didn't devolve into like a full on like you know red scare sort of McCarthy witch hunt. But um, good reference. What mm-hmm. what they do is thank you uh, is uh, the admiral sends Ty to question Caprica Six to ask her if she might know why, and I, I believe uh, if I'm not mistaken, was that not uh, Rosalind's suggestion? I thought it was Adama's. We just watched it. It was Rosalind's suggestion that she might want to co- 
cooperate, I think. But I think it was Adama who oh, sent right. Ty to do it. Yeah, yeah Adama makes the, the final call. He, I, I don't think he wants to at first, but yeah. then he, he, he thinks I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's let's do that. Uh, and so he, he sends Saul <laughs> with pleasure, uh, <laughs> who decides to go and question her. But uh, Caprica, she, she doesn't crack too easily. Uh, as we know, she's got her own little uh, angel on her shoulder <laughs> or, or devil. Uh, in the form of uh, a, a Gaius Baltar in her head. Uh, and he gives her a little uh, little inside scoop into, to Ty, and uh, she uses that against him. Yeah. So here's a question I have. Whenever we have seen Head 6, I want to make sure I say this in the right order, yeah. Whenever we have seen Head 6 talking to Gaius, mm-hmm. she's never revealed anything really to him that he doesn't already have some inkling to like, because we never, we never have had it confirmed whether or not really she's a figment of his imagination or not. And if she Mm -hmm. is a figment, then she doesn't know anything more than he does. But head Gaius Mm -hmm. seems to know more than six does because nobody knows what's up that, that Ty killed Ellen, except Adama. It's, seems right i would be surprised if at some point or another ty didn't confide that in and right uh, it's it's hard to read because we do get a scene later on that we'll get to where um ty is forced to publicly confess and adama's face is uh unsurprisingly inscrutable like he Mm -hmm. he looks like he could be just learning it or he could be just furious that his friend is having to admit it or be both but there's no uh, reason that six of all people should no. know this there's there's no reason because i just uh, realized that unless 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 um unless six is a cylon unless, no but the other cylon the pyramid player what the fuck is his name the pyramid Anders? player? Anders, the, the Cylon, the pyramid player, etc. Our listeners must think that that's fake, that I can never remember anybody's name, even, <laughs> including Rosalind last week. I but, assure you all listening that it's true. Um, but <laughs> unless, unless. Because I think Anders is the one who kind of told uh, Ty when it happened, like... Uh, yeah, Anders, Anders knows go. for sure because yeah. Ty even said like I should be. Or Anders said you should be the yeah. one to do it. So yeah. so there there might be a couple of people who know, but no reason six should know, and no reason that the Gaius in her head should know unless he's privy to information somehow that others aren't. Uh, yeah, that that Gaius gives uh, six a little bit of ammunition against Ty. You know, she, he tells her like you know he's he's experienced loss and. Who it's, hasn't? It's, Come on. It's he's lost someone close to him and it's it's really like it's eating him up and like you know, you don't have to be intimidated by him. He's hurting. Mm. And so she uses that. She says, you know, I know about your loss. Like it, it hurts, doesn't it? it hurts, do you don't it? do you wonder how you can even survive? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but it's not gonna work. So you do know what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, she she keeps going. She needles him. Like, did she know? Did she know how much she meant to you? Ugh. Or did you wait to tell her till she was gone? Oof. I bet you made her think that she was a burden, Ugh, a millstone was. around your neck. It she just... was, though. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, this uh, this sore excuse for a, a transcript that I'm reading doesn't give me any of the the, the stage details or anything like that. But at this point, uh, you know, Ty has enough and, and makes a comment and. 
she fucking punches him, which has <laughs> got to feel good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Felt good to watch. And, um, you know. Well, he hits her first. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's he, right. He, like, shoves her, I think. No, he's like, like he, he goes for the face. Does it? Okay. He doesn't, yeah, 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 yeah. like, cold not, cock I, yeah, I don't think it's a fist. I think it's open hand. But he does hit yeah. her. But he does hit her. Yeah, and then you're right, you're she right. hits him back. Boy, does hard. <laughs> it's just so good. It's so every time. I love Ty, but seeing him get punched is funny. Oh yeah, I mean, I love both of them. It's one of the the show, and this episode is such a good example of it. Where like both of them, I'm kind of like, oh, you both kind of deserve it, but also, how dare you both? <laughs> so. As we mentioned in the beginning, there's a there's a few folks that are that are here in music, and we we can't tell for sure if it if like if if it's real, if it's in their heads, if it's like uh, as Andrea is trying to, to postulate, if it's something Cylon related. We we don't know, but we do know that uh, Ty is sitting at the the bar trying to tune the radio uh, early on, and he's he's hearing it. And at one point, Anders playing Pyramid uh, with Racetrack, who look they look a little flirty. I don't know. Like, yeah. I kind of oh. like what's happening here. I don't also, know. can we talk about how Anders is suddenly wearing a fucking pilot uniform? Uh, we will get to that in just a moment. <laughs> okay. Um, because, yes, we can talk about that. Uh, but Anders paused for a moment. He's like, hey, uh, no, go back. I think you almost had it. And Ray Shark was like, had what? The music. Don't you hear that? Um, yeah, Mambo number it, five. <laughs> exactly. Mambo uh, number 12. In this scene... Um, Racetrack makes a just like an offhand comment about like you nuggets, and uh, you remember how uh, several weeks ago I made the comment like it feels like Anders has just joined the fleet at this point because uh, he's always on all these missions. Uh, I think he has. Like, yeah, when she refer like he's in like pilots fatigues and like she refers to him as a nugget, which is how they they refer to the, the new pilots. And we know that they need pilots all the time, always. Oh, especially uh, now that his wife is dead. Jumped yeah. right into her. Uh... <laughs> he's actually well, he's actually wearing her flight suit, um, or her, her, her pilot's uniform. Rather, he actually hasn't been brought in Bro, as a pilot. Yeah. He's just refusing to take it off. He's just wearing hers, and then no, like. Everyone tries to help him take it off, and he's just like, no. That is entirely possible. And they can't make him because he's a big, strong pyramid player. Yeah, Cylon. <laughs> um, uh, also, there are 12 Mambo models. Yes. <laughs> a little bit of Baltar in the sun. A little, a little bit, bit of Anders on that thong. This music is kind of the, the, the backdrop to all of the, the drama that, that's happening in this episode. We know that... Uh, the the president and you know through through proxy through her aide Tori uh, is trying to influence the trial of Gaius Baltar, which begins this episode, the trial of the century. Gaius um, Baltar. <laughs> but the uh, the the prosecutor isn't having it. She's like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what I think I can prove, and uh, you know, if the president has a problem with that, then she can she can find another lawyer. Uh, that is, if there is another, another lawyer. lawyer. Oh, thank the gods, sad geezer loaded. Oh. <laughs> I just kept trying, and it eventually did. That uh, your your DDoS attack finally uh, subsided. <laughs> What's, oh my god, the cool quotes. <gasps> Be seeing you. Oh, <laughs> that, that feels extremely ominous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who's also, that from? That's not yeah. Uh, it is Be from the prisoner. I guess maybe it's from a movie. I don't. I don't know. Or a TV show. It's just a thing. That's like a it thing is. that people say. It is. 
And so the the trial begins, and the the prosecutor makes a, a hell of an opening statement uh, that is basically just a like. How could he possibly not be guilty? Look at all the people he's directly responsible for uh, their deaths. And she does like, the math. Yeah, she literally does the math. How many people they uh, they started with on New Caprica and how many left and gives the, the number of how many are dead or missing um, from the, that time. And um, I had it in front of me. I don't have it anymore, but... 5,800... It's 5,000 something, something, yeah. Actually, let me... How do you measure... Was it 5,280? Here in the fleet. I think 44 are the last two numbers, but I could be wrong about that. I feel like 5,287. I was way off. Why does 5,280 ring a bell to me? That's how many feet are in a mile. 25,000. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's a a standard unit of measurement. That's why. In the English system. What a dumb system we have. What a dumb system. Um, Yeah. And so 5,197 killed, left behind, or simply disappeared. They left people behind? That's some some crazy shit. That's not on Baltar. Y'all left them behind. Well, I feel like they didn't do that on purpose. They probably didn't have much of a choice, like... They're all getting ready to jump out, and the ship's like, oh, shit, our jump drive doesn't work. And they're like, silence, bye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so she lays out the the case that we would all expect her to, that all of this, like, you know, the has people put before. their. All of this has happened before. Happened uh, the people put their trust in Gaius Balter as their leader, and he sold them out to the Cylons, and so he's responsible. And his defense takes a, a little bit of an unorthodox approach. He you know, starts his opening argument by saying, yeah, we'd like to change our uh, argument to guilty, or our, our plea to guilty. <laughs> and everyone's like, uh, uh, what? Are you uh, sure? Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> uh, he's like, no, but what choice do I have? I mean, it's obvious he's guilty. And Gaius is like, uh, <laughs> what are we doing here, buddy? I feel like uh, he did not <laughs> run this strategy by Gaius at oh, all. No. no, and it's great because he... He leans heavily into it. You know, he calls him, he's a traitor, he's a killer, he's no better than the Cylon. And what do we do with them? And someone in the back, throw him out the airlock! <laughs> That's right, we throw him out the airlock. <laughs> and he just, uh, he just you know, go, keeps going and going. He's like, you know, we get some, you know, we slaughter our enemy, get some righteous payback. What are we waiting for? Kill him now. It'd be easier, simpler. Justice of the mob, it's what they want. And pretty we hear, like, in the dead silence of the courtroom, we hear the door open and close. And, Kick his ass, and comes Rosalind walking across the front. And um, why was she late to that? It's I feel like there's no fucking universe where yeah, no. she would have been late to that trial. And it's perfect because he calls her out. He points right at her. Says, "Especially her. She's been wanting this for over a year." And like she looks over right. her shoulder, see if he's talking about somebody else. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> "It's like it's like that time I was late to a David Cross uh, show, and I had oh, no, I had uh, fear. and my my seats were like dead center, no. third row. No. no, and he definitely called me out as I was." Did. Coming to my seat, it was very, right. very embarrassing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, as you're walking down, like, "Hey, sorry, sorry, I'm late. I'm, yeah. I'm here now. I'm just, oh, here. It's just uh-uh. yeah. good. Yeah, don't worry about me. I'm uh, good. <laughs> but there's that, just like that, you know, sneaking into class and the professor catches you. She has that, like, oh, whoops, mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. look. Um, 
what are we what what if what what but <laughs> Andy is up on your shoulder that's amazing um <laughs> fantail uh so after he's he's you know blasted this opening salvo so to speak um he acknowledges like it, it it's clear at this point that the there there's a contingent of people who have made up their mind and want you to think that this this matter is settled and that this man is guilty and why even bother with this trial but he says you know Gaius Baltar saved the lives of the people on New Caprica where Laura Rosalind would have seen us all dead victims of a battle we had no hope in winning I don't know about you but I'm glad she wasn't the president when the Cylons arrived and said surrender or die I owe my life to Gaius Baltar and the decision he made that day, and so does Laura Rosalind. To uh, which I out loud yelled, "Thank you!" <laughs> it is pretty good because I, that is exactly the case that I've been making. I where for- out out loud yelled, "Objection! Speculation!" <laughs> and I stand you mean by it. Exception. Oh, exception! Exception! <laughs> Point of order. That's that's um, that's like if if uh, not Cylons, um, if Daleks had court. Exception! Exception! <laughs> Objection! Objection! I guess that works too. Can you uh, add the dialogue filter to that? And the Probably. Editing? Okay. I'm good. sure I can figure it out. <clears throat> How do you plead? Logic Pro <laughs> Dalek filter. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was a long time ago an iOS app that you could speak into that was supposed mm. to change your voice to sound like a dialect. But it didn't. It didn't, and oh. I just felt stupid talking to it. Um, <laughs> So it's an interesting point, and I say it's interesting mostly because I agree. For all of its flaws, what else was what else was anyone going to do? Mm-hmm. Anyone who put up a fight that day would have been killed. I would like to point out that if Laura Roslin was president, they wouldn't have settled on New Caprica in the first place. That's a fair point, <laughs> but the point still stands. If she was president on New Caprica when the Cylons arrived, her she, strategy would have gotten them killed. She wouldn't have been because she, she her strategy would have been to fucking leave. Like, that's not right. But at the end of the day, Baltar was elected Baltar, yeah. despite Roslyn's. So, like, listen, I'm not I'm not arguing the results of the election here. But what I am saying is that you, you can't say that Laura Roslyn would have done a thing that would have gotten us all killed in a situation that she wouldn't have gotten herself into in the first place. Well, you also can't say for sure that they wouldn't have ended up there because the people wanted to go and mm-hmm. she could have argued against it all it wanted. In fact, it probably would have just ended up splitting the fleet like she's done in the past. That's true. And so uh, most likely would have, what would have happened is that she would have taken a contingent of people to, to continue searching for Earth on her vision quest mm-hmm. and left the rest to die when the Cylons showed up. So my point still stands. More people would have died under Laura Roslin. Speculation. I think at the end of it's the It's all speculation. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day There's no place for speculation in court. <laughs> I think either way, no, not either way. The only way that we really have is what did happen. And thank you. I think <laughs> I'm on nobody's side here. Don't say thank you like I'm agreeing <laughs> with, with anybody. My point though is that I, I don't think it's it, I don't know what the word I want is, but I still think, uh, what did they want him to do? I just, exactly. we've, we've done this, so we don't need to relitigate it, but I don't know what he was supposed to do in that position other than yeah. 
here's the thing is that like when they said his name was on it, why isn't his lawyer saying, well, yes, because he was held at gunpoint and forced to sign. And if he hadn't, they would have shot him and signed anyway. So at the very yeah. least, like, I don't I, I don't understand why we're not. Which this... I, I, I feel like that's something that would come up if Baltire or Gata perhaps were on the stand. Because, um, I, I mean, that's yeah. that's relevant. Like, who, like, I, f- I forget who the witness was that was making the, the, the claim about the, uh, the, the signed death warrant. I think it was Rosalind. It was. And, yeah, what, what context does she have other than she was on the list? Mm-hmm. She, like, yes, Gas Baltar's name was on it, but she has no additional context. So even if uh, Lampkin got up there and cross-examined her and said, like, do you know the circumstances of the signing of this? She wouldn't. Right. Was Gata there? Gata was there, right? Uh, I don't know if he was the there room. at that particular moment, but mm. I'm sure he was. He saw enough to know. Right. Well, and he also knows from the the various heart to hearts that oh, yeah. <laughs> he and Baltar have had mm-hmm. uh, over the years. So the trial is uh, is off and running. It's it's going full swing. Uh, in the meantime, they still have to figure out how the Cylons are tracking them. Uh, and in the the conversation between Ty and Six, Six reveals that. Uh, during the last battle that they had had, uh, they figured out that the refinery ship had a unique radiation signature, and they figured out that she thinks they probably figured out how to track it. Don't she's all the ships have a unique radiation signature? Isn't that how they can tell them apart on Dratus and stuff? No, they have transponder codes. Oh, they, what are their submit. transponders? <laughs> Who is it? Is it the silence? <laughs> what are the transponders? Um, but the implication being that that ship was specifically damaged in some way during mm-hmm. the the attack, uh, and they've they've been able to follow it because they immediately launch into you know finding and fixing the the source of that leak, which they do. Um, but Adama also has uh, folks throughout the fleet combing every ship looking for tracking devices, uh, as they probably should have done a long time ago. But let's face it, it's probably the refinery ship's radiation leak. Um, <clears throat> so, um, I, hey guys. go on. What? Yes? I, I, there's a joke in there somewhere about uh, if they have Find My Cylon turned on for six. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they're tracking the fleet. <laughs> I mean, you found it. That's the joke. In this universe, air tags are octagonal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. yeah. of course they are. Hundred uh, percent. I think there's something on the thing. There's something on the thing. Yeah, it's almost nine o'clock. There's probably a Dreadus contact at some point. Do you want to be the XO? No, that's Hilo's job. It's every other week. Not sure. We haven't addressed that. Uh, Hilo uh, has resumed his, his post as the XO. Oh, I guess he yes. hasn't yet. I'm sorry. I'm it's way just, ahead. Yeah, we have not gotten to that point yet. I'm so sorry. Uh, but we do have multiple readers <laughs> contacts, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. <laughs> the trumpet. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the trumpet. So stay the tuned. Trumpet. The trumpet. Hey, listeners. It's Caleb from Night Shift Radio. If you're like me, you used to sit in your driveway for as long as it took to hear the end of whatever dramatic tale was playing out on public radio that night. The Storyteller series is a loving homage to that classic radio theater, 
Lose Yourself in original short stories, performed by a full cast or delivered by a narrator, and designed to take you on an audible journey. The Storyteller series is a Night Shift radio original and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Can't get enough? Or maybe you prefer the written word. Be sure to check out our monthly print edition as well at nightshiftradio.com storyteller. Hey there, listener. Did you know you're our favorite listener? That's right. You're a very special listener. And I, president of the podcast, Andrea, am here with a super secret recommendation just for you. There's another little podcast on our network that you may have heard of, and it's called Left of the Dial. Every week, your hosts, Caleb and Kitsy, talk about a different record they love. They also talk with really amazing guests. For example, a recent episode features New Jersey's second favorite son and king of the DIY comedy scene, Chris Gethard, and me. I was... I was on that one too. Focusing on new and independent music, they're a great way to find your new favorite band. And Left of the Dial is so excited to announce their new live in-studio music series, Left of the Dial Live. Head over to leftofthedial.live to check out recent sessions from the Tisburys, Hit Like a Girl, and Mikey Erg, just to name a few. While you're there, you're going to want to subscribe so you don't miss any of the incredible sessions they've got coming up. And as always, for more information on Left of the Dial Live, the Storyteller series, and all of our other wonderful shows, you can head on over to nsrad.io. Because it's rad. And it's, it's like radio. I don't want no scrub. That's another one that could be funny. <laughs> So there's a moment uh, when they're trying to decide whether or not to uh, to question the six. When Rosalind kind of wanders off uh, by herself on the, on the CIC, and the admiral goes to apparently, like seemingly a consoler or just check on her or whatnot, and Lee sees her thermos sitting there and picks it up and kind of gives it a little sniff, which is some interesting. Uh, that will become relevant later. Something else that is relevant now is that because I have the attention span of a goldfish, I forgot who was drinking out of that in the first place. Mm. So my tooth, well, I was like, Ty's drinking again. <gasps> Adama's drinking. Totally forgot it was <laughs> Rosalind. So the reveal that came later for everybody was also shocking to me. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and so uh, Rosalind is on the stand as, as we were talking in the, the uh, first half of the episode. And... She's she's made her case that like I mean, it's very clear that it's it's Gaius's fault, um, and you know you should trust her because she's the president. And Lee, in passing, mentions to uh, actually no let's let's pause because when there, there's there's some more important stuff that happens. First. Yes, um, they put Colonel Ty on the stand, and. You know, he, he mentions, you know, he, he was part of the resistance and uh, he, he saw, you know, a lot of good people die for the, you know, you know, the sake of Baltar and whatnot. And he, you know, name drops his wife and prosecution thinks that they've got, you know, something of a, a slam dunk here. I mean, here's someone who was fighting against the Cylons actively and has experienced deep personal loss. Um, and Lee kind of... Under his breath, mutters to the uh, to, to Lampkin that um, Ty's wife had actually worked with the Cylons. So you know, was worked. We know for for one of the cabals, but you know, she said for one of the administrators or whatnot. And so Lampkin uses that. He said, like, "Do you do you know what your wife was doing?" And mm-hmm. you know, yeah, well, you she was just just pretending to work for them. 
Like, oh, but Gaius Baltar definitely was working with Good Oh, point. yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, immediately a great point. Uh, but then he keeps digging into it because he, he knows that, you know, that, that Alan died, but, like, no one knows how. So, yes, pretty point blank. And Ty doesn't want to answer and he's looking very distracted and starts muttering about the music and uh, Adama tries to shut it down and... You know, successfully, and yeah. it, it comes out that uh, Ty had to kill her, and that it was because she was she was collaborating, and it was my responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, his faces in this episode—it's just his face gets droopier and droopier <laughs> throughout the episode, and it's he, it's some very good face acting. It really does, and you know, he's at, at one point just starts yelling about like. Well, they're they're playing music in here now. He <laughs> of is, of course. It's it's not a good look, and no. uh, you know, everyone recognizes that he's been drinking. Oh, I had a drink. I haven't been drinking. <laughs> <It's> just like <laughs> the only people who say that are people who have yeah. been drinking. Technicality. He, also, I where is Michael Hogan from? I know he is in Canada now. Is that where he's from? I've never heard him on anything other than this. I think he's from Caprica. Okay. He's not from Ireland, though, right? Uh, Kirkland Lake, Canada. Okay. Kirkland Lake is in Ontario, northeastern Ontario. Fully slips into an Irish accent here. (laughs) Well, the letter Kenny Irish. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you know, that makes sense. That checks out. Okay. This scene is... Oh, my God. Michael Hogan on letter Kenny would be so Oh, man. Water. <laughs> you were on the CIC the other day. <laughs> um, oh, yes. So the, uh, you know, the 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 witnesses essentially discredited both for his drunkenness and his also his ramblings about the the music in the walls. Well, not not only that, but um, Lampkin even asked him like point blank. So you'd say anything to get. <laughs> Yes. Uh, get, you know, get Baltar convicted and, and you know, Ty's like, God's damn right I would. I'd say anything, do anything. But I was like, oh, Ty, you just completely <laughs> discredited yep. yourself, buddy. Which, again, that goes right back to Lampkin's opening statements. Like, these people are ready to convict him and will say and do whatever it takes to make sure that that is the outcome. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, that that's not how you do, do the law. No, and yeah. it's so funny to see this crew specifically like adama is not used to not being able to do like when the rest of the the judges or whatever are just like you can't just say stop like you can't just decide the trial's over because you don't like what the witness is saying like yeah, the there's, whole there's a, i feel like a couple of moments yeah. where he's like we're done here i'm putting a stop to this and the other judges are like no no you're not <laughs> excuse us <laughs> that's not how this works Oh, it's it's again. He should not be on this tribunal. Certainly, he not. really shouldn't. He, he it's, should not it's have completely even completely inappropriate for him to be on this tribunal. Uh, I don't know who should be on this tribunal. I feel like there's re- realistically, I don't think there's any way that Baltar can have a fair trial. Mm-hmm. Like I, I even support the 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 guilty uh, stance. Like I, I think he's guilty of of treason, but I still don't think that he's going to get a fair trial. Well. You think he's guilty of treason because you know he's guilty. Tech, like, if we want to take the the gray area out of it, he gave Six the access 
to our defense, whatever, that made it possible for the Cylons to infiltrate and attack. That's true no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know that because you watch the show. Mm-hmm. We know that because we watch the show. Roslyn thinks she knows it because she saw him with her. But as far as like the rest of it goes, that guilty plea or that guilty conviction is but, shouldn't well, be so cut and dry. He hasn't been convicted yet. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's uh <clears throat> that brings us right back to where we need to be though. Oh. Um you know, after, after did it on purpose. Dragging his, his friend home and, and putting him to bed, uh, uh the Admiral uh has a little confrontation with Lee. Uh oh which is really a whole bunch of whose side are you on kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And the you know he calls Leah, you know, tells him he has no integrity, calls him a liar, tells him... You know, and a coward. He, and a coward. Yeah, and a coward, yep. Yeah, that, he, that he stabbed Ty in the back, that he didn't have the guts to to say anything to Ty's face, so he did it through the lawyer and all this. Like, it's really just mean-spirited and, again, just I, really ha- ha- continues to hammer home the, the point that, that Kitsy just made that Adama has no business on this tribunal. Mm-hmm. This, this is one of my favorite moments in the entire show hmm. where, you know, Adama's going on this you know, pretty nasty rant uh, against his son. Uh-huh. And then Lee finally goes, are you done? And Thomas <laughs> says, yeah, I'm done. And, and Lee takes off his fucking Viper uh, pin and, get, yep. and says, so am I, and puts it on his desk and says, uh, I won't serve under someone who questions my integrity. And Adama takes the pin <sighs> and puts it in his desk and says, and I won't have an officer that has none. That's and oh man, did that hurt! Like yeah. that was, ooh, that was brutal. And then, yeah. and then Lee's back to he calls him Admiral, Admiral. at the end of that, and so he's yeah. not. I'll dad see anymore. you in court, Admiral. Admiral. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh man! And then he puts on a bad pinstripe suit. <laughs> he I shows up in a very nineties suit. Yeah, I think it's the same shirt he wore on Cloud Nine when um probably when Billy Ray Cylon died. Oh, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, he, he shows up and it's Mister now, not Major. It's um, <laughs> great. Uh, and so now is the the point that I was uh, starting to get to earlier, where Rosalind's on the stand, and it's time for Lampkin to cross examine her. And Lee's like, uh, "Let me do this one. Okay, let me. Can I? Can, can I? Can I, can I, hey, can can I try? Put <laughs> <laughs> me seen, in, Coach. I've seen you do it. Can I try one? <clears throat> Can't be that hard. Yeah, how hard could it be? It's just talking." Mom said you have to give me a turn. <laughs> uh, and he's super awkward. I, I do love that. Um, I forget which question he asks, but uh, the the prosecution, uh, I want to say objects, but they accept exception. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Lee like kind of panics. And he's like, he's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And it, luckily, the one judge on the tribunal is like, I'd like to hear the answer to this mm-hmm. question. And so yeah. they, they go. Oh, that was when he asked her if she's still taking Kamala now. Yeah. Um, it says, uh, bah, 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 bah. they saved you from the silent firing squad. But wasn't it Baltar who That's saved your it. life when you were dying from cancer? And prosecution asked, you know, relevance. Uh, and he's like, uh, your honors. And it's Lampkin who Help. chimes in, uh, hostile witness, your honors. If the court would grant us just a little latitude, I'm like, we'll allow it. Um, but watch yourself, McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where like he, he questions her and gets her to admit openly that 
yes, Baltar gave her the uh, infusion of the half Cylon, half human blood, uh, which gets Helo's <laughs> attention <laughs> because I don't think he knew that. Oh shit, that's right, yeah. he didn't. <laughs> and it's oh, not like right. there's a lot of half Cylon, half humans kicking around uh, yeah. that they could have picked from. So uh, that's right. I thought that's why I asked. I thought I misheard. No, I did mishear, and I thought she said. Cylon human thing, not baby. And I thought that's what Hila was responding to, that she had called the, But it's because he didn't know. Yeah. That's right. And Man, they... Oh, oof. Yeah. The rest up. of the fleet didn't know either, so now they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But he he, um, he starts questioning her about the, the Kamala extract and, and, and whatnot, um, and like its effects on her and the hallucinations and, and whatnot. And then he has one more question, and she knows what's coming, and he gets real oh. close, and she's just like, don't do this, oh, Lee. God. Don't do this. And, and he asks, Madam President, are you taking Kamala at this time? Uh, and she's like, Captain Apollo, oh. you remember that? I always thought it had such a nice ring to it. I'm so, so sorry. She's trying to play mind games with it. I was going to say it's manipulative, just... but it worked for me. Oh, I do I do also want to call out when he, he he's trying to get her to admit that she took them all extract and he's like, what medications are you <laughs> taking? And she, f- f- the fucking politician answer of all politician uh-huh. answers was like, I was taking so many medications. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> could know. I don't remember all the names. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so like he, he gets her to, because the, the, the judges overrule the admiral. Uh, who's not mm-hmm. putting a stop to this. Oh, that's what I have. Uh, right. like, <laughs> no. I would like to hear the answer. <laughs> You're out of order. <laughs> the whole damn system out of order it's true though mm-hmm. um and she admits to it that, that she's been taking it. and you know the the relevance here obviously being that if you know if she's on drugs that cause hallucinations then how is her you know like how can we really trust her credibility as a witness but maybe she's telling the truth maybe she's not but she also is basing her assumptions about Gaius's treason on a vision that she had where she thinks she saw him on Caprica with Caprica 6, uh, but she can't be sure because it was a, a drug-induced vision. So then, again, that goes back to Kitsy's point where, like, yes, he, he is guilty of treason back on Caprica, but nobody actually knows that for sure mm-hmm. except those of us who uh, were there and saw it. Well, and That's us, the Watchers. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and it's the – man, this trial is so tricky because – they're right like if she's and she doesn't even when they ask her about i think lee says like and isn't it true that one of the side effects are hallucinations she won't even say yes to that she doubles down and is like well it's true that they allowed me to see things that were foretold in the scripture which is like yep still not helping your credibility mama like you need to sounds like a hallucination to me yeah um this is i'm i don't know who's i'm on nobody's side i'm on everybody's side this is very complicated anyway it is relevant to the story, but I don't like that they did it in what should have been a, you know, a pretty you know, basic courtroom proceeding. After he dismisses the witness, you know, no further questions, she tries to ask him, like, don't you want to know why? And he's like, well, I don't really think it's relevant. It's like, oh, but I think I think it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's relevant to me. <laughs> it's relevant to me. Uh, and so she cajoles him. You know, the witness controls the lawyer into asking her an additional question, which I, mean, I think he should have known better than to take the bait for. Mm-hmm. But this is where we learn her cancer has returned. So dun, dun, the, dun. She says the so scene anyway. earlier where where she she wanders off on her own on the CIC and she's looking a little rough. 
Annalie, you know, smells the the Kamala extract in her tea. He puts the pieces together, and this is why he he takes it down this uh, line of questioning. And he specifically does this because the <laughs> admiral accused him of not having the the mm-hmm. the stones to to say it to to Ty's face. So he's like, "Well, fuck it. I know this. I'm just going to stand up there and say this myself." Yeah. Maybe reverse psychology. Maybe now. I, I we don't have to spend a lot of time on it because it's a pretty quick scene, um, but D is packing up and leaving. Yeah, uh, good for her because she's not cool with Lee uh, <laughs> defending Boltar. And All of the shit that they've been through, this is, and this trial is what ends their marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it, it's and it, it's he's trying to make the point. He's like, I believe in the system of justice, and blah blah. blah. And she's like, the system's broken. It, it's the system allowed Baltar to be elected, and you know, blah blah blah. And and uh, and, and she's like, the whole system needs to be you know taken apart and put back together. Uh, that's my girl, and I'm fucking here for it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! It's, I mean, she's not wrong. Nope. She is not wrong. Um, Tori doesn't take too well to the uh, the <clears throat> news getting out about the president, and so there's a, a press conference, oh, and people so are asking, <laughs> "It's like, how long do you have left?" Hello, <laughs> it's like Shh. somebody asked her, "Like, how long do you have to live?" And she's like, "How long do you have to live, Karen?" <laughs> Which so is the best good. answer to that question. <laughs> this is my. I love this. I mean, as much as she's uh, this version of uh, Rosalind, who pops up often enough on this show, is my favorite. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is the ice in her veins, <laughs> mm-hmm. Rosalind, that I love so much. Of course, <laughs> how often do you hallucinate? <laughs> of course, Tori has you know has this outburst, like you know that's enough. Go pick over some other carcass, blah blah oh. blah, or whatever. And and Rosalind fucking boots her out and goes, "I'll see you in the back." Yeah. <laughs> you handled that well. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> oh, brutal. Pick over another carcass. That'll that'll sound good in the press. Um, yeah, so the the trial's not going so well as, uh, for the, the prosecution at this point. Their, their witnesses have been destroyed uh, in just embarrassing fashion. Uh, uh, but it's also not guaranteed to go Gaius' way mm-hmm. either because, I mean, the... the the deck is stacked pretty heavily against him, but the uh, we still haven't addressed the the problem of the Cylons following them. Uh, we know that the intent was to repair the the Tilium refinery ship and you know stop the, the whatever the the radiation signal uh, signature was that was allowing the Cylons to follow them. But somebody uh, was it was it the admiral or was it somebody else that presents the well, Lee, alternative solution? Lee presents it to to uh, to the admiral and says, "Hey, like you should try this." And he's like, "I'll keep, I'll take that under advisement." Hmm. Um, after he's like pretty dead set on like we're repairing the problem, um, but then later they do what Lee says, which is yeah. send that ship off on a fucking convoluted, you know, out of the way jump. Uh, jump a uh, 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 route and throw the Cylons off. Yeah, because as Gate has calculated, they're only about three jumps away from the nebula, uh, which they think is <clears throat> going to be the next uh, landmark to... Well, landmark Space is, mark. Yeah. Yeah, the next milestone. Uh, none of these apply in space, really. Right, your space, uh, space mark. I like space mark. Sign, signpost. Um, uh, on the way to Earth, and he knows that like even if they repair the, the ship now and keep on their course, the silence can probably 
put the you know, pieces together and figure out where they're going and just follow them anyway. Whereas if they don't repair the ship right away and they send it off on uh, a few misdirected jumps and then fix it and, and jump out, that it will lead the Cylons off in the wrong direction and they can continue safely. Uh, so as far as we know, that's what happens, except... <laughs> what a man, what a man. It's in the fracking ship. <laughs> Cats in the cradle and silver spoon. So the music's back. And scene. To be continued. Dot, dot, to dot. be continued. Andrea. Hmm. Uh, we're gonna need you. First of all, we're gonna need you to put together a playlist of all the songs that you think that this could be. You got it. <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. Obviously, it opens with Mambo Number Five. Oh, yeah, and yes. closes. Every other song is Mambo Number Five, probably. <laughs> uh, but uh, what tell happened us more? to Mambo's One Through Four? <laughs> we don't. We don't talk about Mambo's. We can't talk about Mambo's One Through Four. What are Mambo's um, One Through Four? So originally answered. What happened to Mambo Number One Through Four? Nothing. They were composed and played by Perez Prado, the original composer and band leader, along with numbers six, seven, and eight for many years. So apparently there are eight Mambos. Huh. There are eight Mambo models. <laughs> right, and Wait, then no, the no, final there five. Are many copies. We just there haven't are, gotten there. There are eight Cylon Mambos. I love that's, that's the joke. That's <laughs> I love that. Oh Little my god, Anders. Um, mm. Y'all are supposed to ask me. I was just starting to say, but so I, I'd, I'd like to be. I, asked. I thought I had finished. <laughs> But yes, so. uh, tell us tell us your thoughts on this. I mean, we're we're halfway through the, the finale. Oh boy! What do you think is going to happen? Well, I don't, I don't know. But here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want racetrack to be a Cylon. I feel like we're getting a lot of racetrack lately, and I just will be bored and annoyed, and I don't care about racetrack. Okay. I also don't want Tori to be a Cylon. However, as I'm the reason that I'm saying I don't want Tori to be a Cylon is that. Um, Rosalind said that shit about her, like, not brushing her hair and seeming a little off, and I don't know why all of a sudden we care about that. Um, though I will say I think that that is a good look for Tori, because this is the first time I've <laughs> noticed her. It's like, um, in, a She looks good a little disheveled, doesn't she? It's like she? she's all yeah. that, and they take her glasses off, and suddenly she's, it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, she's got to loosen up a little bit. And, uh, so, my, I'm wondering what that's about. And it also, as I was sitting here thinking about that, she's the one who lost Hera, right? She's the one who didn't get Hera on the ship. And she was yes. very apologetic about the about it at yep. the time. So if I had to pick between the two, I'd prefer Tori over Racetrack, just because then there is a little seed planted there that it was maybe on purpose to get Hera in the hands of the other Cylons, maybe. I always forget that Rekha yeah. Sharma, uh, who plays Tori, was in Discovery. Star Trek Discovery? Yeah. Who, who was she? She's uh, Landry, Commander Landry. Oh. Landria. Landria. That's my name. <laughs> um, the song is a Cylon song. It's a siren Cylon song. Um, alliteration aside. The song is a Cylon song. It's a Cylon siren song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Don't make me. The song is a silent song. It's a silent siren song. <laughs> the song is a silent song. It's a siren silent. I can't. See? You can't um, do it, can you? I guess that means I'm not a silent. It's true. 
I, I think, feel like a Cylon would be able to do or it. Or is that yeah. your programming oh. taking over? <laughs> I think Adama maybe was pushing. I don't know why. I didn't think about any of this beyond just, like, I don't have any justification for why. But it's possible that Adama was specifically goading um, What's-His-Face is suddenly into... What's-His-Face is Lee. suddenly. Lee, that's it. Um, into Into the, like you know, uh, quitting and doing what needs to be whatever done to help make sure that Baltar's not killed. For what reason? I don't know. But that's a possibility. Yeah, you know, I I wish that it was it was, it was that way because that would be a, a bit more noble, but it feels like yeah. Adama is just, he's too personally vested in this trial. Yeah, I think uh, that's probably also true, but I just want to put that out there. So just in case it's not, then I can say that I saw that coming. So you could say you were right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else like that. Something is up. What is with this fucking cat? Oh, the cat's back. We didn't even mention yeah. that. Um, <laughs> so it just seems an odd choice that this dude's got a cat other than like we talked about last week to make him quirky and eccentric, but he's got the tiny little glasses and stuff. He's got enough going on. He doesn't also need a cat. Um, I think that's he doesn't also need a cat. I think that's nobody really needs a cat. I do. I have three. I need 12 more. That's too many cats. No, too um, many cats, too many cats. Too um, many cats. I think that's it. Hey, we never ever plug left of the dial live on here. That sounded like I was joking, but I really feel like we don't. I feel like it's really popping off. And so, Andrea, what's left of the dial live? Tell me about it. Left of the dial live is our um, in studio live in studio live music series that is a sort of branching off or offshoot or grew out of left of the dial live podcast, which my two lovely co-hosts host without me. Um, and it's fine. Uh, sometimes we host it with you. That's true. Also, That's true. Caleb didn't even know me when it started, so I can't actually, but I'm still going to be indignant about it. Um, also, y'all let me on whenever I insist on it. But anyway, point being, it's our um, in-studio live music series, and we've had a lot of really incredible bands like who? come in. Oh, for example, Kaylee Goldsworthy. Oh, and mm-hmm. I know her. We did talk about this last week because I think I called. Oh, no, wait. This was when. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Um, Mikey Erg. Uh, early riser this week we had the no a couple weeks ago we had the lovely and wonderful and super fun band the tisburys yes Ooh. so you can head on over to left of the dial dot live to subscribe check it out we've got a bunch coming up have we had bakai bakai was just in the studio at this point because i think we're three weeks out now something Two like that out. something like that yeah bakai either will have just played or is about to play yeah and it's been so good and i love it so much it's been yeah, it's been. Um, and then <laughs> also, got him doing it. Like, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> left of the dial that bandcamp.com to pick up any of our live albums, which are beautifully recorded and mixed by Kitsy. They sound fantastic. Thank you. Um, oh, and uh, what? How? How could I support the bands though that are playing? That's Bandcamp. Left the dial. Left live. of the dial dot bandcamp.com. Pick them up. But how does that, but that's, that gives money to left the dial. How does that support the bands? Well, it gets split. Yeah, right down the middle. Half goes right into the pockets of those bands. The other half goes right back into making left of the dial even better. We're still poor. Speak for yourself. (laughs) We as in. I'm, I'm, I'm rich in friends. Oh, 
Not you. Anyway, yeah. Well, we're going to go ahead and spool up the FTR. <laughs> I'm going to cut so much of that down, but check it out. It's great. Yeah, it's, a lot, it's been so much fun yeah, to make, been. and I, I hope you all will check it out and enjoy it. And we're going to spool up the FTL drives, so do that. Yeah, so the uh, the trial is underway. The attempt to throw the, the Cylons off the trail is uh is in motion and the fleet has about three jumps left to get to the nebula so we're going to spool up our ftl drives and start making those jumps and uh we're going to see you next week on the other side of that to finish out crossroads part two see you with the crossroads maybe that's the song and we pray and we pray so say we all so say we all so say we all begin jump prep we're leaving back. Start your prep. Set Condition One is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.